0: Do you know what time it is? It's time for a special Halloween edition of the Danger Hour. (laughs) Be prepared to enter a world of fear. Death and darkness! <laughs> this is an audio adventure through the Wicked Haunted Podcast Land. Only the strong will survive and you meek little bitches will perish at the hands of my- <laughs> My doctors told me I shouldn't get too excited makes my blood pressure get too high and then I start to cough uncontrollably. That's kind of scary, right? Oh, God. Anywho, once again, James did not do any preparation for this show and it's going to be a complete disappointing disaster. But alas, the time has come for the Halloween edition of the Danger Hour. <laughs>
1: Wow. (laughs) Why do I keep hiring that guy? Jesus Christ. All right, anyway, yeah, he's right, though. It is the special Halloween edition of The Danger Hour. Uh, yeah, he's also right. I didn't do any preparation. Every year, I plan to do something really great. And, uh, you know, every year I fail miserably. So what can you do? I mean, if, if it's already been years of this going on, you should already expect it and not be too surprised by it. And I actually did get hit up by Phil and Lido to join forces for a special Halloween extravaganza. You know, but of course... Uh, that didn't wind up happening because I'm going to say it's my fault. Yeah, I couldn't get my shit together in time. There's, there's, a, there's a number of things going on in my life right now, okay? I just I couldn't put it together. And if you couldn't tell also, I just woke up. This is my morning voice. So imagine uh, if you're with me, and I'm speaking, of, of course, romantically involved. This is what you'd get to look forward to every morning to listen to. So I think that would be pretty hot.
0: James, aren't you, aren't you married?
1: Yes, but what's that got to do with this? You could fantasize.
0: I always do, James.
1: Oh, God. Well, since you took the time to interrupt me, let me ask you, what are you going to be for Halloween?
0: Oh, my God, James! I was hoping you'd ask. I have a whole evening plan with 17
1: different costume changes. I don't give a shit. I wasn't being serious. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Moving right along. (laughs) I don't hear that. Today is October 28th. Halloween is just right around the corner. And just two days ago... I celebrated a birthday.
0: Oh, my God, James, whose birthday? Uh, mine. Oh, that's, that's a lot less exciting than I thought it was going to be.
1: Oh, uh, okay. You're just trying to get back at me from the earlier thing.
0: No, no, no James, I mean, you're, you're just not that exciting.
1: Oh, right. Well, it looks like you and my wife have been talking. Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, in case you are wondering, my birthday consisted of watching my son play some baseball. Then my parents took me to a really lovely lunch at Wood Ranch. It's a nice restaurant. And I had a lovely time. Afterwards, we uh, met up, my, my little girl had volleyball in a total different city so my wife had to take her. And then we all met up together once again. Then we went to a f- our friend's house and had a very lovely, lovely evening with them. Oh, we had beverages, um, some delightfully delectable food. They even surprised me with a birthday cake, an ice cream cake. And as you all know, I'm not allowed to eat that because I'm lactose intolerant. So I was presented with a birthday cake that I couldn't even eat. Happy birthday to me. <sighs> <laughs> no, but it was fun. And uh, during, <laughs> we have a lot of, all of our kids are all friends. So they're all have, preoccupied having a great time in the backyard. Uh, we were all sitting in the backyard too, listening to music and drinks and stuff like that. And at one point, they go, hey, go scare the kids. And they handed me a Michael Myers mask. And, you know, I can't turn that down. That's, uh, that's where I feel the most comfortable. <laughs> so I walked around the front of the house, and the kids were all playing together. And uh, I know Michael Myers doesn't say anything, but for scaring purposes, I had to give a high shriek. <laughs> so I ran out from the darkness and went, ah! And they most of them fucking flipped out. Two of them just went and took off. Never seen a kid run faster.
0: I would assume that's normally how they react when you come around, James. Oh, <laughs> got me. Asshole.
1: So in case you are wondering, it was a very good birthday. I had a good time. Yes, and in case you were wondering, I am now 36 years old.
0: I know, what the fuck? 36 years old, I remember being a goddamn kid
1: wearing my ninja costume, going trick-or-treating, in my ninja costume. (laughs) If you were born in the 80s, weren't you all a ninja at some point? I think so. I think everyone I knew was a ninja at some point. Had a little plastic sword. You got it from the swap meet, probably. Yeah, I know. Anyway, all right, let's get this thing going. Halloween edition. I'm going to give you a bunch of stories that are... I'm going to try to force to be Halloween-related. I'll probably do a piss-poor job, but hey, what do you want from me? This is free entertainment. If you don't like it, you can GFY.
0: Oh, my God, James. You're being sort of hostile, aren't you? Well, it's a Halloween edition,
1: and I'm in touch with my psychoness. So let's get right into it. <clears throat> I think the most Halloween-related story that I have has to do with myself. My, uh, <laughs> I took my son on a trip. I think I talked about that recently. So I had to do the same for the girl, you know, because of fair treatment and all that. Pfft. So she was like, like, hey, what do you want to do? Just you and me. We're going to have a daddy daughter day. What do you want to do? Anything you want to do. <laughs> that's reasonable. We'll do it. She goes,
0: I want to go to not scary farm.
1: I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. Okay. That's probably doable. Then I looked at the prices. I'm like, holy shit. Well. Take it back. It's not very expensive to go there. But I was told by friends that you should not go to any of these places without one of those front of the line passes. Right? Uh, The Fright Pass, I think it's called. And that gets you to, obviously, the front of the line of all the mazes and all the rides at Knott's Scary Farms. So I said, fuck it. If I'm going to do this, it's going to be a true daddy-daughter day. I got to go full on. I got to get the front of the line pass. In case you are wondering, it runs $125 per person. Now I'm thinking, is this even going to be worth it? Is it? going to be a lot of people with these passes and there's going to be a long line at the front of the long line? <laughs> but uh, let me pause right there and leave you in suspense. That's what all good broadcasters do. In case you're wondering, Daddy Daughter Day wasn't just Not Scary Farm. My daughter is in volleyball, as I mentioned, and so we went to the beach and played volleyball together, just her and I on the beach. Aw, it was nice. It was fun. Uh, I'm, it turns out I'm very good at volleyball, in case you are wondering. And yes, I was wearing a two-piece bikini, which was distracting to her and which worked at my advantage. Uh, <laughs> afterwards, we took a stroll on the pier to eat at Ruby's at the end of the pier. We had a very, very nice lunch. Oh my God, it was so delightful. And then afterwards, we headed to Not Scary Farm. Was that cliffhanger worth it? Probably not. So now we're at the front gates of Not Scary Farm. Everyone in lines wearing black. <laughs> you know, a lot of dark souls. We finally get in. We get in early, actually, and I get excited. I'm like, all right. They let us in early. That's, that's more bang for my buck. But it turns out you get in, then you got to like stand behind these stupid ropes <laughs> until seven o'clock when they open. But as you're standing there waiting, like the suspense is building, they start blowing more of that smoke down the uh, the walkways. You see more and more creeps walking around in the background. It's like, all right, this is getting good. And uh, <laughs> they come out, they like do some kind of uh, this stupid act like, oh, the the hell's being released in the park and all that shit. Very dramatic. And then they let us in. We don't know where I, I didn't get a map. I guess they were handing out maps, but they never handed me one. So people had like these looking at these maps and stuff, and I'm like, ah, let's just go this way and just we'll figure it out as we go. Who cares? We take a left and we head right to uh Ghost Rider, the the roller coaster. I fucking love this roller coaster. It's it's the you know, the old school wooden coaster. And uh, you know, nothing, no upsy downsies, no loop-de-loopsies. It just flies around like a fucking bat out of hell. So we get in there, we go through the fast pass and we get to go right in the very front and we're like, immediately, we get right on, no waiting, right in the very front cart. So right away, I'm like, all right, this fast pass is looking pretty good. And then we start, but then, you know, the place just opened. So I wasn't, uh, I, it's not what I was judging the whole thing on. We take off, we start heading around, we see these mazes, we start going to the mazes and, uh, Just in the time that we went on that roller coaster, which isn't very long, all these mazes are filling up and the lines are, there's already a shitload of people. I'm like, holy fuck. And here we go with our front of the line pass. And uh, dude, we just pass all these idiots. (laughs) And you start, uh, you get your wristband like, oh, here's my wristband. Right in here, sir. Enjoy. Now, this is my daughter's first time on Scary Farm. I don't know how she's really going to take it. Last time I was on that scary farm was before she was even born, like 13 years prior, 14 years maybe. Me and my wife went with some of our friends and it was fun because the friend is, was this chick that screamed like bloody murder whenever she gets scared. So it made it so, more, so, so much more exciting having her along and uh, it just made it more fun because she would be like, ah! And of course, once they've seen that she's a victim like that, they're all going to go after her. So the night for her was probably... I mean, she was having fun, but she was like (laughs) shrieking the whole night, and uh, it was great for us. So I wasn't sure if she was going to be scared or if she was going to love it or fucking... Who knows? So we walk in. I'm like, yeah, you go in front of me because I wanted to see her reaction to all of it. And dude, she's one of those girls that... She would scream, not like my my wife's friend that would scream bloody murder, but she would give like these loud shrieks. And goddamn, did it make it so fun? Uh, Just of course, then it's your little girl, so you're like watching it through her eyes for the first time. It's fucking, it was great, man. It was a great night. And every we went into every single maze, passed all the people in the lines, and so to, to answer the question, is the front of the line pass worth it? Fuck yes, because these mazes, you'd walk like there's an entrance, the normal entrance, then there's the front pass entrance, which is a different area. But you, ha- you have to most of the time pass through the line, the regular line to get to the front. And dude, there's hundreds of people in line. And there's a sign like, you know, where it goes at this point, 45 minute wait. I'm like, oh my God, we waited two minutes. And got right in. So, yeah. It's definitely worth it. We, got on, we went to every single maze. We went on almost every single ride. If it didn't have a fast pass line, then we didn't go on it, which only was like two of them. We, we went on every, every ride besides that. We did everything. And it was a school night. And it was a work night. And it's open till 1 a.m. But we, we left at 12 a.m. So, we did everything we needed to do. And left uh, an hour early. So it was fucking killer. But I got to tell you, a a lot of these mazes, because I mean, like I said, I went a long time ago. They're pretty fucking brutal and gory. And like, there's just heads cut off and guts all over the place. (laughs) It's crazy how much, how much of what a difference it is, because it's aimed towards adults. And they have all these beer stands set up and liquor stands. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. And it's like a big party. And on one point, one area they have a DJ set up and there's all kinds of people dancing and shit. I'm like, this is pretty damn cool. And even though I was there with my twelve year old, I think it's recommended for 13 and older. <laughs> but she she was begging to go. She was I had a feeling that she wouldn't be I had a feeling she'd be fine. Because we watched uh, horror movies. She loves watching horror movies. She's not a big scaredy cat. She loves all that shit, so. And yeah, she did. She loved it all. Uh <laughs> But I always made sure she was in front of me. And I just... I I was smiling through every maze because just watching her freak out and get scared. But she's smiling back at me and laughing. I'm like, this is is fucking amazing. So yeah, it was quite lovely of an experience. I keep saying the word lovely because I think it's funny. But man, I gotta tell you. We went on some of these rides and the older I get, the more and more of a pussy I'm turning into. So there's a ride called I always forget what it's called. It's like a surf surf theme ride. It's a brand new ride they just made, and it's where the roller coaster you get on it, and you immediately once you it begins, you're on your back and you're climbing straight up. Oh, it's called Hang Time. You're climbing straight up like five or six stories, maybe more. I'm bad with that. And then you get to the very top, and we were in the very front row, and you're looking down, and the track goes. More than 90 degrees. So it goes like inward. And I'm just like, oh my God. And it scared the fuck out. I was like, afterwards, I was startled for a while. <laughs> I'm getting too old to be thrown around like this. We went on all kinds of fucking roller coasters. Upside down, loop-de-loops, all that shit. And uh, I got to tell you, man, like I'm losing my fucking edge. Even on my favorite ride, uh, Supreme Scream, the one that goes way up and just drops you free fall. I'm even getting nervous going on that one. It's like, I, I talked about this last time I went on Supreme Scream, like last year. And I'm even worse now. I'm like, I'm getting more and more paranoid. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I used to love all these rides. And now I'm like, oh man.
0: <laughs>
1: but I, I, don't let, I don't let it show. I let them think I'm this, you know, tough guy. <laughs> but uh, now I'm turning into a little bitch. But the point is, I keep facing my fear, even though I know, like, oh, God, I still force myself to do it. But, but boy, oh, boy, I think there's going to be a time where I'm like, all right, I'm done with all this nonsense. This is the kid's game. It's a kid's racket. I'm, I'm through with it. But I, I was ashamed of myself. I feel, like, uh, I feel like once I do give in, that's when I'm an old fuck. There's no turning back. But a couple more things about Not Scary Farm. Uh, these guys... Oh, one of the guys, they really scared the shit out of me because there was a dude, like I said, they were drinking. Everyone was drinking. I didn't have anything. I don't want to be drinking with my kid. <laughs> so this one dude was, uh, he was going to lose it. He was hovering over a trash can and I was like looking at him like, oh, he's going to fucking puke any moment now. And this motherfucker, the scary, scary ghoul guys that walk around the park, they're on the knee pads and they slide and they, they clack things and they do all these noises I was looking to my right, looking, let's see, this guy was going to puke, like, ah, he's going to lose it. And this guy slid and got, like, and I turned around and he fucking bounced right in my face and he scared the shit out of me. It was well done because he was like inches from my face. And then he passed me and he goes right to the guy that's going to puke and he puts his arm on his, or he puts his hands on his shoulder and he goes, let it out. Just let it all out. <laughs> so we end the night, um, once again, on Ghost Rider. So the first time, we just went to the front cart because it was the one that was open. The second time, uh, we went to the back, the very back of the car of the, of the train. And I got to tell you, dude, that is without a doubt the best fucking place to sit on Ghost Rider. You probably already all knew that. And yes, I had heard something like that before, but I don't think I, I ever, because of the lines you, you face when you go to theme parks, because we had the front of the line pass, we got to experience, you know, Two times, I'm like, all right, this time let's try in the back, and it's so much better in the back, so much better. It's so much faster, so much more exciting. So if there's anything to take away from this goofy show, if you didn't know it, Ghost Rider at the back at night is fucking killer. All right. After that, we went to In-N-Out, had a great meal, and I think by the time we got home, we got to sleep it was like two in the morning <laughs> I had to be up at work like uh, three and a half, four hours later. That wasn't pretty, but. uh The time with my kid hanging out there was pretty fucking cool. Oh, and the best maze, hands down, is called uh, Pumpkin Eater, I think. Fucking killer. Killer. (sighs) That's all I'll say. Do it. I know the mazes change all the time, but I think that one was there the last year too. But uh, man, it was so well done. And that's the last one we did, so it was a great time, a great way to end it. I was fucking great. I had a good time. So there you go. Ticket from this podcaster that not scary farm truly is a great time. But if you're planning on taking a big number of people with you, the prices are pretty scary. Oh, I can't believe I forgot one of the greatest parts of that night. We were walking down this hall, this uh, walkway area. and And my daughter goes, Oh, she's, that that girl's going going to the bathroom, look at her, and I go what and I turn around, and this chick, this thin young like woman she's she's squatting in a planter taking a shit <laughs> uh, i she must have been high as fuck on something, and she was just shitting right in a planter. i mean it was dark, but you can see her. <laughs> My daughter was still once in a while. Oh, remember that girl pooping and not scary for him? Like, yes, I remember. She just can't let it go. (laughs) All right, anyway. And now to carry on with my tradition of fantastic segues. Speaking of shitting. (laughs) Hello. So, this next story has nothing to do with Halloween or horror or anything, but it is quite scary if looked at it from the right perspective. So, keep an open mind to make it scary. Uh, I'm not sure if I told this story before, but who cares? This happened a while back. We were taking my, uh, the whole family, we were in the car. My son had a baseball tournament. And it was super fucking early. I think a game started at 7 o'clock or 8. Uh, it started at 8 o'clock, so we had to be there at 7. So we're on the road, and it was like a 35, 40-minute drive. So we're up early as hell, dude. We're all we're rushing on the freeway to get to this, uh, this tournament area. I forgot what city it was. Somewhere by the beach. And so we're driving and we're on the freeway. All of a sudden, my kid goes, I got to take, I got to go poop. I was like, and then my wife's all angry because we're already running late. Like, we're barely going to make it, you know. And uh, he, now he has to go poop. So now we're not going to make it at all. And so she's, she's pissed. She's like, oh, why didn't you go? I didn't have to go then. I have to go now. And so we get off the freeway. We're not, she, we're not sure where we are, where to go. It's so fucking early. Like, nothing's open. And then we see a gas station. So she pulls in, and it turns, and then, you know, he walks out, and the and it's one of those outside uh, bathrooms, and he walks out to open the door, but it's locked, and I get out with him, and I go, hey, I go, you might have to go, and a-. I'm like, knock, and he's knocking, and no one's answering. I'm like, yeah, you might have to go in, and like, have him buzz you in, or get a key or something, and so I go, stay here, I'll go ask, and he's like, okay, hurry, 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 I'm like, all right, so I, I walk in there, and I go, hey, uh. My kid's got to use the bathroom. They're like, oh, okay. And they go, right, buzz him in. And um, uh, he can see me from inside. And I wave it. I'm like, go for it. And he goes in the bathroom. Now, I walk to the car and I'm, I'm sitting there waiting. I'm in the car with my wife and my daughter. And this big fat dude, he walks, he parks and he quickly walks up to the bathroom. And he tries to open the door. And he, he's dancing up there. He's fucking dancing. And I'm like, oh, look at this. Take this guy out. And we're looking at him. I'm like, this guy's going to lose it. <laughs> and uh there's only one you know one bathroom men and women's and so he's got to wait and my kids in there taking a while i'm like fuck dude and uh he's just waiting he's waiting and the guy's just dancing more and more anyway long story short finally after a long time dude my my kid walks out and he just lets the door (laughs) slam shut behind him and the guy the look of fear on his face was like oh fuck (laughs) And at the time, I got mad. Because I'm like, oh, that's fucked up. Like, the guy's been waiting here for a long time. And you just, like, let the door slam with all his hopes and dreams. <laughs> and my kid walks in the car. And my wife my wife is already angry. that Because my wife loves to be on time to shit. Go figure. <laughs> and we're always making her late. And so she's already pissed because we're late. And then on top of that, she's pissed because he just like the dick move he, he just pulled in this guy, and my son is totally clueless doesn't doesn't even most of the time he's like you know oh what oh, i didn't know that just like a duh, 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 duh. just happy go lucky doesn't worry about shit and didn't realize like didn't think about it oh someone's waiting i better hold the door open it's gonna lock once it closes and it's one of those heavy doors that just whack closes real fast and uh he gets in and my wife's like what are you
0: What's the matter with you? you, How could you do that to that guy? I didn't know.
1: And later on, I just started fucking laughing, thinking about it. But anyway, how does that relate to Halloween? I already mentioned it. The fear of shitting your pants. (laughs) Yeah, I know it's weak, but if you've ever been there, and I sure have many fucking times, I don't think there's anything scarier than that. You're telling me a killer's coming after me with a knife and then or I'm in a crowded area with no bathroom around and I've got a shit right now. I'm going to pick the killer after me <laughs> every time. <laughs> All right. Now continue with my fantastic segues. Uh, the fear of public embarrassment. Let's continue with this story. So there's this dude and his girlfriend. They're shopping there. He's in a menswear store, right? And uh, he gets he gets accused of shoplifting because there's a bulge in his pants, and he keeps saying, "I don't have anything in my pants, except for my dick."
0: Oh my God, James, that's not true, is it?
1: Well, just you wait. So they keep, he keeps saying like, "No, I don't have anything in my pants." He's like, "Uh, you know, this is just me," and they're like, "Yeah, right. Like that's that's not you." He's like, "Yes, it is. I don't have anything stuffed in my pants." and uh there's a female manager keeps will not take no for an answer like no i know you've put something in there and he's like all right check this out he pulls his pants down so he, now he's standing in the store in his boxers and he's like see i got nothing and you can see the bulge still and she's like no nah, i'm still i don't i still think you're hiding something in there uh so there's conflicting reports but apparently regardless of if they asked him to or if he volunteered. He went into the back, I guess a uh, back area with a male security guard to show him like I'm not hiding anything, dude. He pulls down his boxers to reveal his 10-inch penis.
0: That's right. That's pretty scary, right? Woohoo!
1: <laughs> and this motherfucker, I looked it up because I wanted to get the details of the story. This motherfucker's pictures all he keeps so <laughs> He's got his photos up, he's got his arms crossed, he's got these tight pants on him. Yeah, you can see this bulge, and his fucking trampy girlfriend is standing next to him with a ruler. So stupid. Like, they're making light of the whole situation, but... Like, what, this guy had to put his photo out there? He's so proud of this. Fucker. But yeah, he says he has to roll up his dong a lot of times to fit it, and he wears a lot of tight pants. He knows what he's doing. Fucking asshole. But... uh <laughs> But yeah, man. Oh, what a life, huh? To be uh, accused of hiding shit in your pants and it's just your huge cock. Well, I guess for some that's scary. I don't know. I just, I just found the need to report that story. I'm doing a public service. <laughs> All right. Speaking of a man wielding a weapon. ho! <laughs> this next story comes courtesy from Down Under. That's right. Australia. So a dude was in a hotel uh, drinking <laughs> at a bar, and then he leaves to go eat. He goes to KFC, which I didn't even know they had in Australia. So right away, right there, I'm glad I did this story because I just learned something. Yeah, apparently Kentucky's influence has gone worldwide. So this dude, he leaves uh, KFC after he's eating, and I guess he's walking through the street, and some, some asshole starts uh, getting into it with him. Like I think he was a homeless guy. Anyway, they start arguing back and forth. Uh, they're probably both drunk because you know how the homeless are. <laughs> and the homeless dude has like a pack with him. He reaches in and pulls out an eight-inch knife, right? And he threatens the guy with it. And the guy winds up saying, Go on, fucking stab me then! And what's he do? He fucking stabs him. <laughs> he shoves the knife into his gut, right? Right? And he, he shoves it so deep, he gets stuck in this dude. And now he, he's no longer able to hold the knife. This fucking guy, who I think is half, I think he's 30 and the older guy, the homeless guy was 60. He pulls the knife out of himself and starts to stab the other dude. And he stabs him 11 times in the back of the chest. And one of the stabs goes through his rib cage and pierces his heart. And the guy fucking dies instantly. Meanwhile, our uh, our, our hero (laughs) uh, collapses in like a planter area. And they come and they get his ass and he's like, you know, barely holding on. They have to remove his gallbladder. And uh, I think they even was going through the paperwork of his final fucking wishes. And uh, he winds up making a full recovery. And as soon as he's released, he gets arrested And taken to jail for killing this guy. And uh, let's see. It says he entered a plea of manslaughter on the basis of extreme provocation. Isn't that fucked up? I mean, yeah, I guess he didn't have to stab him 11 times. But (laughs) someone just stabbed you. And you're drunk. And you just had KFC. A whole lot of influence on your attitude, I'm going to say. So he's, he's liquored up. He's greased up. And now he's angry because this dude fucking stabbed him. I mean, you got to give him some leeway, right? Maybe like the first eight or nine were, uh, were fine, but the last two or three maybe just went overboard. Well, we'll see what happens to that guy. But uh, man, imagine, imagine how fucking tough that dude is. Maybe he was just drunk as fuck and didn't feel it, but imagine getting stabbed and what you, your reaction is is you pull the knife out of yourself and you go full-on berserker rage after this dude until he's done. <laughs> <laughs> man, that killer rage. <clears throat> killer rage. Ah! There we go. <laughs> all right, speaking of death, murder, kill, in China, there's this, uh, you know, I, I read the story, but I totally forgot all the details, so I'm just going to really... Try to remember and probably add a lot of my own details. So there's a guy from China. I think he's a real estate kind of developer type guy. And another dude who's his competition got some deal done and kind of, the other guy kind of got fucked like, ah, he took my shit. I was going to do that, but he did it. So he got real angry, right? So he, his, his whole thing, I'll get back at him. I know what to do. I'll hire an assassin to kill him. <laughs> right? Because that's normally what you do in these situations. So he hires a hitman. I think he pays him the equivalent of uh, almost two hundred ninety thousand dollars, right, to kill this guy. And what's this hitman do? Something that's actually kind of smart. He subcontracts out the hit to another hitman, pays him, I think about half the money. I'm like, here, you kill this guy, <laughs> and uh, I'll pay you this much. Meanwhile, this guy's gonna get over $100,000, or or more, more than that, right, to do nothing, which fucking, that works for me. You kill the guy, I'll keep all this money, and uh, everyone's happy. Meanwhile, this dude, the subcontractor of the hitman, subcontracts out to another hitman. Did I come out right? Subcontracts out to another hitman. He pays him half the money or so, or whatever it is, Hey, you kill this guy, and uh, I'll give you this much, and that way everyone's happy. I'm not sure if they're all telling each other of the subcontractors, which I wouldn't do because, I mean, how smart is that? This fucking guy subcontracts out to another hitman. What are we, like, four deep at this point? And uh, pay says, oh, I'll give you $28,000 if you kill this guy. So I don't remember what part of the story I'm at, how many subcontractors I've gotten to. But long story short, there happens to be five hitmen in total to kill this one guy. And they keep subcontracting the workout. So the last dude, who I think is going to get paid 28 grand, he fucking... It turns out if you want a, uh, someone to be killed, never hire a Chinese hitman because they just don't have it in them. So the last guy approaches the fucking Mark and tells him the whole plot, right? And says, look, man, I don't want to kill you. Let's just fake it where it looks like I killed you. Let's just let me have you tied up like you're in, you know, some fake blood and make it look like you're dead so I can take a photo of you so everyone's happy. And <laughs> and so the guy goes through with it. They they fake this whole uh, murder scene. He He takes his evidence and... Gives it to the guy that hired him. Meanwhile, the fucking guy who helped like the the mark goes to the cops and tells them the whole story. And all five of the hitmen and the guy that hired the first hitman to do the hit, they all get popped. All six of these idiots. And now they're all going to jail for who knows how fucking long. I could have looked that up, but you know, I'm too lazy. But look at that shit, man. No, you can't make this stuff up. So besides the plot, and subplot, and subplot, and subplot, and subplot of murder, the real scariness here is
0: incompetence. Ah!
1: (laughs) Man, who would have thought in 2019 you can't find a good killer, huh? Oh, man. Anywho. All right, speaking of hitman, this next guy in this next story, wish he could hit it, man. (laughs) But... he can't hit it because uh, his wife is suffering from a terrible, terrible case called, hold on, let me read it here. I don't want to forget it. Persistent Genital Arousal Disorder. That's right. This chick for 12 years was undiagnosed until this, this doctor finally cracked down on what it was wrong with her. She was having severe pain all the time. She can't have any sexy time. Nothing. Let me read through some of this here. This is uh, pretty unbelievable. She got into a car accident and afterwards was left with this terrible condition so severe that it can leave her bed bound for four days following sex. And she asked to hold a bag of ice down there to help relieve the pain. Uh, She has spontaneous arousal every day. Well, welcome to the club, lady. I've got spontaneous arousal all the time, especially if I'm driving on certain days and the uh, vibrations of the road hit me just right. Oh, it's a wrap. (laughs) All right, so she has spontaneous arousal every day, which results in painful spasms, which she says feels like she's been hit by a truck. But. Despite the pain, she has sex with her husband just once a year because she worries about the impact it could have on her marriage. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I'm going to tell you something, honey. Once a year, is not going to do shit for your marriage? Oh, God. She's 35 years old, and she can no longer wear tampons, and she has to have a couple drinks before sex just to get through it. <laughs> yeah, so does my wife. Hey-oh! Uh, okay, I'm going to read some quotes from this chick. And I'm going to read it uh, as if this is coming from my wife. Ready? <clears throat> Let me get into character. <clears throat> Every time I feel pleasure or arousal, my muscles
0: contract and spasm. And when I orgasm, my pelvic muscles go into spasm, she says. Whenever I get aroused, my body goes into fight or flight mode. The pain becomes worse and worse. It makes even walking painful. Afterwards, I get so itchy. It's difficult because you feel aroused and you want to do something about it. (laughs) But when you do, the pain is so intense. If I tried to masturbate, I would get sharp stabbing pains around my clitoris. And if I would try to walk, it would be in so much pain. I'd have to hold an ice bag down there. My relationship with my husband has been difficult and I have a lot of insecurities. Because I don't have intercourse, often I do have insecurities about whether or not
1: He would cheat on me. Oh, he's definitely cheating on you. Absolutely. Unless you're giving extremely good blowjobs. That's coming from a friend.
0: Oh my God, James. That's so insensitive. Yeah, well, that's Halloween, baby. It's dark. It's twisted.
1: (coughs) I'm just in character, that's all.
0: He's a good man. He married me, knowing the issues I have and the barriers that creates... Wait, he married her after this happened? Whoa. That, that made a left turn. We have sex once or twice a year, but I do it for my husband. I have to have a couple drinks to get through it. Yeah, blah, blah, blah.
1: Can you, can you imagine this? If I read that correctly, it, made, it makes it seem like he married her anyway. Uh, wow, what a saint that guy is. Car accident in 2002. uh, Oh, she's beginning. Yeah, dude. Think about that. Oh, my God. This is the most horrific story I've read today. (laughs) Not even just from him, his perspective, but I mean, think about that. Oh, look, hold on. There's some more stuff here. Uh, a lot of treatments blah 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 the the pudendal nerve is linked to the bladder, the rectum, and vagina, so when you block it, it can provide minor relief. Uh, oh, she gets injections uh, I've been uh, maybe I shouldn't be reading like this during the podcast it's <laughs> it's not making for good podcasting. Wow, what a terrible broadcaster I'm being anyway, <clears throat> you got the gist. This chick can't have any sexy time without being laid up in bed for four days. Imagine that. And then imagine imagine you're the wife. Or you're, the, you're the husband, right? And it's like, okay, it's your day, honey. It's your, t- it's your day of the year. Let's go for it. And then knowing that she's going to be in extreme fucking pain. How could you get through it? It's not going to be good. She's probably just going to be laying there, right? She's not going to be all into it. And then afterwards, she's just like moaning and going for four days. How, as the husband, can he get it? Oh, unless he likes that. I guess some guys like giving pain. But I, I would imagine if he was a normal guy, this would not be pleasurable for him or for her. That's, kinda, that's fucking weird. Eesh. And then, okay, let's think about it from his perspective, which is the real horror story. You got a wife, right? And that usually means it's open season all the time. Anytime you want it, right, fellas? Right, all you married guys out there? That's the way it works. Whenever you want it. <laughs> Just punch that clock and get to work. But no, not this poor bastard. And what a life of misery. As the wife, do you think that she, would, she should allow the husband to go out and get some uh, professional assistance once in a while? I mean, it's at least she can do that selfish bitch. All right, uh, anyway, imagine... All you guys out there, just imagine that your wife had this condition. Anytime you felt a little rendy, anytime she looked a little extra good, maybe she bent over to put some pans away or something, and after making you a sandwich, she's washing that dish just, she's, the way she's scrubbing that, those dishes after making you a sandwich, her hips are swaying back and forth just right, just at the right gyration to get you going. You can't do anything about it. Not a thing, because you cause intense Pain and discomfort and agony. But we all know that my wife feels that way because of my tremendous size.
0: (laughs) Oh my God, James. She actually feels that way because you're terrible in the sack, you piece of shit. All right, fine.
1: I don't have a big penis. It's not that big. It's, okay, it's slightly above average. And by slightly, I mean more than slightly. But that's besides the point. It's not about me, it's about this poor, poor bastard. And the terrible affliction that his wife has. I mean, all kidding aside. That sounds like a a complete nightmare of a life. And, uh, you know, I thought being lactose intolerant was bad. Can you imagine being, I'm sexy time intolerant! (laughs) You can say that again. Alright, last I got here. This is not anything, really. (laughs) But, uh, why not? It kind of fits in with Halloween's, I don't know, maybe... (laughs) Who cares? So I think you're all familiar with Marvel movies, and you, if you are, you're probably aware of Hydra, the secret organization within the Captain America storyline, and in Endgame, it also played a role. And uh, when they sh- you know, if, if you're aware of Hydra, you know it's a secret, evil society in which uh, when you shake each other's hands, you whisper into each other's ears, Hail Hydra," right? And that's how you know that you're on the bad side. So I have a shirt that has the logo of uh, Hydra. It's got the skulls or the skull with like the, the tentacles coming out. Looks like, an, looks like an octopus with a skull head. So I was wearing that. Me and my boy were out running some errands one night. And uh, I saw a Five Guys burger joint. Now, I've had five guys years ago, and I don't remember being too impressed by it, but I haven't had it in probably 10 years. And so I was like, you know what? I should give that another shot. Um, it was like the only place close besides a sandwich, and I was on my way home. I was like, fuck it. I'll share, with, I'll share a burger with him. So I go inside. It's not a drive-thru. You know, order, waiting around. Guy hands me the food. Never says anything to me. Never makes any comments. Just takes my order. Hands me the food, right? No big deal. We drive home. I pull the food out. We're about to put a movie on or something. Uh, It's just him and I. I pull the food out, and there's a fucking big piece of paper inside the bag. And it (laughs) says, Hail Hydra. I was like, yes! That's fucking awesome. I loved it. Never said a word. Just slipped a note in the bag. Very coy. You know. Down low. It's a secret evil society. No one has to know. <laughs> but who does that shit? Nobody. But that was badass how he did it, you know. I usually get like, it's cool shirt, man. That's about it. But this guy went above and beyond. And uh, I know this doesn't have to do anything with Halloween. <laughs> but uh, sort of. A secret evil society? Sounds Halloween to me. And for those of you that were curious... About the burger. Well, unfortunately, I think it was just okay.
0: Alright, and I think it's about time to start closing the show out. And it starts with a little segment I like to call... I FANCY THAT!
1: It's beautiful. 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 It's wonderful. Wonderful. It's... I fancy that. Fancy. fancy, fancy. Halloween <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I fancy that is a segment in which I get positive for a change. Talk about my feelings in a positive way. And really explore something that makes me happy. Something that I fancy. Still, keeping with the Halloween theme, this one went viral, everybody, so I'm sure you've already heard it. But still, it's fucking fantastic. So this old Irish prankster, he, uh, he decided to play a prank on everyone. From beyond the grave. <laughs> <laughs> so he, had, he was battling a long illness, and he decided that he's going to record... Uh, a whole bunch of shit and have his daughter play it at the funeral. So, after the casket gets, gets lowered into the ground and they got the bagpipe song going on, you start hearing,
0: <laughs> Where the fuck am I? Let me out! Let me out! It's fucking dark in here! Is that the priest I can hear? This is Shay! I'm in the box! No one fucking front of you! I'm dead!
1: <laughs> then he starts singing a song, some Neil Diamond song. And, uh, yeah, there's a video you can watch online and shows the whole thing. Uh, Apparently, if it's true, only a handful of people were, were involved and the rest were just surprised. But what a great fucking idea, man. You get to mess with your family and friends one last time. Just give them a good laugh on your way out. It's fantastic. I mean, it's not nearly as great as my idea, uh, but it's, it's pretty close.
0: Oh my God, James. Always
1: the one upper. Well, no, it's, I mean, It's true think about it. I've said it many times. This is the perfect show to talk about it some more. My wife probably won't do it. I probably got to rely on my daughter. She'll probably go through with it. I want to be cremated and my ashes put into a batch of brownies to be passed out at the little ceremony they have for me. What's so wrong about this? (laughs) I get to go through everyone's body and come out their ass isn't that the ultimate prank that I want a video played right after they're all done with their brownies where uh there's some fire behind me in the background and I'm just like (laughs) I get the last laugh (laughs) oh man much like the Quentin Tarantino style where the chick splices her image into the uh or the whole thing she recorded into the film when they burn down the whole movie theater. That's what I want to do. Instead, I want to burn through everyone's asshole. What's wrong with that? It's a perfect Halloween treat.
0: So you're saying you're going to die at Halloween, James?
1: Hmm. Maybe, I should, maybe no matter when I died, I should just have them put me on ice until Halloween and then, uh, and then bury me then. <laughs> uh, anyway, all right. Uh, yeah, so the Irish guy that played his last prank on his family screaming out from from his casket saying he's not dead you gotta respect it and also i fancy that all right and now it's time for the darker side of life that's right it's time for the legendary
0: fuck you moment and here Go.
1: Fuck you. Halloween
0: <laughs>
1: After all these years, that still makes me laugh. All right, the fuck you moment is when we get uh, <laughs> we get evil and dark once again. Talk about something that makes me angry. Something that really grinds my gears. Wendy, darling, light of my life. I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains in. I'm going to bash them right the fuck in. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know where that came from. Uh, okay, fuck you moment. Here we go. Oh, boy. Halloween theme. Fuck you to all this Cultural appropriation. Oh, mama. It's gotten out of hand, everybody. It really uh, pissed me off when I heard that they were banning the Moana uh, costume. There's two of them. One of them is for the demigod Maui, played by The Rock, voiced by The Rock. And the other one is the, well, the Moana character. Now... There's been arguments that if you wear the the Moana costumes, it's like you're doing brown face. And uh, another person wrote, I think it was actually a Polynesian person, they wrote, uh, Our skin color and tattoos are not a costume to be worn. Some shit like that. But this podcaster begs to differ. If you remove all costumes that have to do with other races that are not white because it's offensive to dress up as those characters, then you're just going to be left with a bunch of white characters. Now, isn't that in itself kind of racist? (laughs) Yeah, you can't... uh, Sorry, little Timmy. You can't dress up as Maui and celebrate on some level that culture. I mean, if the little white boy wants to dress up as the Polynesian, isn't that the ultimate sense of flattery? You're not. Uh, it's a kid. He's not making fun of it. He's he's wearing it because he loves that character and he thinks he's cool, not because he's making fun of the race, right? I mean, at the end of the day, these are these are kids. Okay, maybe if it's an adult costume, don't make it. But if it's a kid costume, then why the fuck not? I briefly read something with some uh some woman read an, uh wrote an article saying that. You, uh, her daughter can dress up as Elsa from Frozen because that is not a real character. Uh, it's made up. Well, listen here, sweetie. <laughs> Moana isn't a real character either. She's also made up. Do you think Maui the demigod was a real person? And if you dress up as him, you're insulting the Polynesian, <laughs> the Polynesian people by, by uh, making fun of one of their people? No, these are all fucking made-up characters. It's fucking retarded. Jesus Christ, when is this going to end? If you look back at my long, rich history of costumes, I, I think I was cultural appropriating all of them. I mean, I mentioned being a ninja. That's making fun of Japanese people. But I thought it was fucking cool. <laughs> We're all black, sneak around through the night, holding a sword. What's cooler than that? <laughs> I've been Indiana Jones. Well, I guess I'm half white, so that's okay. But what if you're what if you're a a, a full on Mexican or a Indian dot oh dot or feather? Who cares? And you dress up as Indiana Jones. You can't do that because you're not white. Is that the rule? I mean, what is the end game here? <laughs> Where does it stop? How do I know what we can and cannot do? And aren't you making? Aren't all these rules? segregating every race even more instead of celebrating each other am I wrong am I fucking am I the only one that's thinking logically here or am I fucking crazy (laughs) it seems stupid to me who gives a fuck it's like this you make the goddamn costumes it's up to the individual whether they're going to wear it uh in a in a positive light or they're going to wear it in a negative way it's not the costumes fucking choice all right it's the individual. So if you have some asshole kid that is wearing a Moana costume and going like, oh, God, making fun of like, calling him like a savage, that's different than the kid that's fucking into it and, uh, and really loves the character and, and wants to pretend to be that character for the night, isn't it? So, I mean, what, ban everything? Because there's a few assholes out there? Come on, dude, get the fuck out of here. You're robbing people of the fun of Halloween. That's what it's all about. You, you dress up with something that you're not. Just for one night, you're something different. Get the fuck out of here. You're killing,
0: you're killing the Halloween magic.
1: Jesus Christ. People talk about the Christmas spirit. What about the Halloween magic, it! The Halloween black magic. <laughs> Alright, I've had it. I'm done. And uh, to all you sensitive fucks that are so goddamn sensitive. <laughs> you're gonna ruin it for the rest of us a huge big dark black but not cultural property black just a color black a uh, fuck you fuck you ah! oh yeah <laughs> alright before I lower this show into the ground and play my bagpipe music I got one more suggestion for you in the spirit of halloween it's of course a horror movie suggestion it's called midsummer and it's fucking cool (laughs) it's pretty out there it's pretty fucking weird uh i won't i won't tell you anything about it except uh it's that movie where this dude wants to break up with his girlfriend and he's about to go on a trip to uh oh fuck hold on geography's involved this is where it's a little fishy for me. Netherlands? No, it's a Swedish, Swedish village. A remote Swedish village. Yeah, a friend of theirs is taking him to his home village. And uh, yeah, this guy's going to break up with this chick. But something happens. And he feels like he can't break up with her now. So she tags along. And boy, is this movie a special kind of fucked up. <laughs> it's out there. But I, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was entertained the whole damn time. I will say this about this movie. This is not revealing anything. But there's a scene in which they do some mushrooms. And some of the visuals they show in this movie are the best I've ever seen when it comes to an actual accurate representation. Not completely, but a little bit. <laughs> I think I'm going to get into that in a whole other show, but... Uh... When I talk about the <laughs> the visuals um, are pretty fucking cool looking in this movie. So remember your old pal Jamesy Pooh if you're watching this movie and you, and you stumble upon that. But uh, I think it's a pretty cool horror movie. And like I said, a very special kind of fucked up. So if you like some weird ass shit, you'll like Midsommar. Definitely recommend it. Hope you have a good Halloween, and uh, if you're listening to this after the fact, I hope it was a good Halloween. It turns out this year, mine's going to be a little different than it has been. Yep, there's, uh, there's some change coming. You hear that? It's the winds of change. So I normally have my Halloween tradition of taking my kids trick-or-treating through Uptown Whittier, uh, some really cool neighborhoods around there, a shitload of people. The last couple of years, I've gone full Michael Myers and stalked people and had a blast. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, this year, the kids are older, I think they're over it, my, uh, my time has fucking come and gone. <laughs> now they're, they're over that shit, I guess. And, uh, but it's cool because on my birthday, my, uh, our friends invited us to come hang out with them at their house, and uh, they're local, they go trick-or-treating in the neighborhood kind of early, then they hang out in their garage and pass out candy, and my buddy's like, dude, You got to dress up, uh, because he he knows about what I used to do. He's like, you got to dress up and fucking scare kids in front of my house. I'm like, challenge accepted. I'm doing it. So uh, it's going to be a hybrid of the old and the new. So (laughs) It's going to be different, but it should be fun. Because instead of walking around neighborhoods, I'm just going to be hanging out at a house, maybe having some beer, scaring the shit out of kids once in a while. So it should be the best of both worlds. All right, everybody. That's going to do it. This is probably a pretty piss-poor excuse for a Halloween episode, but hey, I tried. And once again, it's free, so go fuck yourself. You got nothing to complain about. Happy Halloween, and as always, stay
0: dangerous, my friends. (laughs)
1: Later.
0: Well, now, it appears you've survived another special Halloween edition of The danger hour. (laughs) It was actually quite lame, right? Yeah, I know. Let's just get this over with. Roll the music.